What does a true partnership look like between a major utility and their customers? What priorities are set when the big picture vision is building a resilient community? We're talking about the work of Tucson Electric Power on today's podcast and what they are doing this year as a true partner within the larger Tucson community. I think some of it is going to actually blow your mind. It did mine. I'm Gina Murphy-Darling, and this is Down to Earth Tucson. Welcome, everybody. And once again, I'm pretty darn happy to have a guest from TEP to share with us some more of the very impressive actions that TEP continues to take on a regular basis to be good partners. And I read it, and I assess it, and I learn about it. And they are good partners to their customers, to the community, and to their staff, especially given the task that they have, which is to make sure that we have our electricity 24-7, because when we don't, there's a lot of unhappy people. So, And I really do know quite about, a bit about this larger utility company, having partnered with them for coming on 15 years. It's hard for me to even say that. And this show promises to be illustrative of their commitment to moving the green needle forward. So with me to share that news without further ado is Nicole Hopkins, who is the Senior Innovation Program Manager at Tucson Electric Power Company. Nicole, thanks for being here. I know we're going to have fun and I'm very eager to hear what you have to share. But before we dive in, I just want to do a little something else. Is that okay with you? Absolutely. Don't be scared. Not at all. Every once in a while, I get a bio. And even though all the bios I get are pretty much very impressive, as was yours, I feel compelled to share what was written with our listeners because (laughs) it was really good. So reading from my notes, Nicole's bio... Nicole Hopkins is the Senior Innovation Program Manager for Tucson Electric Power. When asked to describe her position, she feels this is a fancy title for someone who gets to apply creativity to problems and explore new technology. Nicole prefers to call herself an innovation instigator, which is the same as troublemaker. She enjoys learning about technology, trying to figure out how things could work together, and having fun conversations with techie types or anyone for that matter. And just having spent a little time with her off air, she and I would like meet and then spend five hours talking because it would be that much fun. (laughs) So what a stage to set for a fun, informative interview. So let's do it because there's a lot of things that it, it's still, I still get surprises from TEP. So I don't know what you're calling this. I decided I was going to call it ERAP funding, but it's E-R-A-P funding. <laughs> I want you right. to tell us about what that is. So thank you for the opportunity to talk about this. Um, We actually, and actually all utilities in the state, were informed by Governor Ducey that there was funding available um, to assist people with their utility bills, especially people who are impacted by COVID. So this is the Emergency Rental Assistance Program that um, is available to utilities to uh, help people who are struggling to pay their electric bills And we've um, been very fortunate in that we have an amazing team of volunteers who banded together. And because it is specific for renters, we decided, you know, we should probably go to a lot of these apartment complexes in our territory and really engage with these customers directly and see if we can get some FaceTime and get them all signed up for this funding that's available. So 
what we've been doing is uh, canvassing neighborhoods. We have been on the south side of Tucson. We've been east. We've been north. We've been west. We've really tried to go out and get some face time with the community and have been working with customers to fill out a very quick survey, eight questions, um, where they verify their income. They talk to us a little bit about the COVID impacts, um, and we get them signed up right away for some federal assistance. It's actually coming through the Department of um, Economic Security with the state, but it is federal funding available. So um, it's, so it's really literally boots thing. on the ground. In a COVID world, you're going knocking yes. door to door. I mean, come on, people. Do you hear this? Yes. This is your utility company at work. I would not want to be doing that. It's really, it's amazing and kudos. It is really wonderful too. And it also kind of gives us an opportunity to talk with these customers a little bit about some of the things that renters specifically can do to maybe conserve energy. Right. Um, things as simple as, you know, getting weather stripping for your windows, looking for drafts, um, you know, filling a sock with rice and putting it in front of your door, uh, changing kind of when you heat your house. Um, you know, what times of day can make a big difference, different rates that might work better for them. So we take the opportunity to get them funds to help them, but then also offer them a little bit of insights as to maybe things they could do to help manage their electricity better. So let me ask you this, going totally off notes, but I know you can answer it. I'm a renter for the first time in 50 years. I'm not, okay. I'm not saying I like it either. It's just a transition. I don't think I'm a good tenant, but... <laughs> But can you off the top of your head say when the best time it is to turn the heat on to get the chill off in the house? So it depends really on the rate that you're on. Um, but one of the things that we find people can usually save money on would be a time of use rate. Right. And I promote the heck out of that. I'm going to sign up for it. Hold me to it. I'm saying it on air. I'm going to do it. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, you know, the time that is best for that time of use rate is in the middle of the day, which conveniently aligns with when we have the most renewables online. Right. So um, right. it is a time when, if in the summer in particular, if your home is well insulated and sealed correctly, pre-cooling before that three o'clock time when the rates go up, that can really save you money. Right. Um, so right. it's an opportunity to think about doing it then for the heating piece, heating before, I know the mornings have been super cold lately, but heating before 9 a.m. is also a great way to actually get yourself ready. I believe that's when it starts, but before the time of use kicks in, the rate change kicks in. So first thing in the morning, kind of warm your place up and you should be good to go. Right, right. And our house is well built, this rental house. It's great. And I'm just, I am kind of cracking up because... Um, it's not always intuitive, so that's a really good answer. And you did say the feds are paying for it, and then how long is it going to be available? And do, do you pay the whole electric bill, or do you pay part of it? How does the, what's the the details of that? So what we've been telling customers is once they sign up for this, um, we do put a flag on their account. And we've been focusing mostly on people who we we make an assumption that they've been struggling because they're, they've fallen a little bit behind on paying their electric bill. So these are the people that we're working with person to person. We flag their account at that time. What DES has told us is that they will cover the bill for that customer from the time that we put in for that assistance. Okay. So 
all of that balance is covered. My understanding is that we have funding available through March. We are working to see if we can get an extension to that. So more to come on that. The good news is you don't need to wait for us to come door to door. Um, if you go to TEP's website and you are a renter, there's obviously some income qualifications that need to be met. But right on our homepage, there is a button or a link to go for payment assistance. Um, and it provides information and a link to the, the survey that you can fill out to apply for the assistance. Similarly, if you are a homeowner, we are attempting to find ways to assist you. If, you know, it's not just renters that are impacted by COVID. I think everybody's been impacted by COVID, to totally, be fair. Totally. So homeowners, the process is a little bit more lengthy, more difficult, but there are links on our websites for all kinds of payment assistance, either through the county or the city or other agencies. We do want to make sure that everybody can maybe take the pressure off in that regard and right. help themselves recover. And I want to add that as someone that was just loving all the TEP programs and blah, 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 and not doing any of them, excuse me, mm -hmm. Mrs. Green, I started doing them. And if you don't have a computer, it's a really user-friendly website and you can do it on your phone. And most people, yes. even if they are economically challenged, they do have phones. So you can do it then. It's just get on your phone and see what you can do to get some help. So I love these notes that I get because the next one says, it's like, and I really do my homework and read and research and, you know, read your bio and click on links, but I have no idea what a load management program is. I'm like, oh, we're going to have fun with this one. What's a load management program? Well, it, it could sound like a lot of things, but what we, are, we are pretty excited about this. Um, we are planning to help customers Really, we mentioned that time of use rate, but kind of help customers shift their usage of electricity to a time that is most beneficial for them and also can help us kind of serve other customers. So the way this works is, I think the last time I was on with you, we talked about new technologies that are coming our way. And we focused pretty heavily on things like smart thermostats. Yes, um, yes, yes, it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> yes. And so what this pilot would do would allow for people who have devices that could communicate with another platform, could talk to us, basically, they would say, yes, you know what, you can shift my thermostat or you can move the temperature, if you will, to maybe within a bandwidth that I have said is okay. So for example, if you like to keep your house at 74 degrees in the summer, if we needed to maybe shift your load a little bit to save you money or to help us out, maybe when we've got, you know, 118 degree days, right, move right. it maybe to 78 degrees for you. If that is within your comfort zone, you would say, yes, I would opt into this program, and we would automatically make that switch for you. In the end, it could save you money on your bill, but also we, we are planning to pay people to participate in this pilot. And so it's not just thermostats we can shift. We could be able to shift maybe when you heat your water heater. Um, so, you know, if you're used to heating it, maybe... I don't know, first thing in the morning, everybody showers in the morning and, you know, it kicks on to heat up as soon as it's empty. Well, if you just pause that for a bit, you can save money on that to shift it to a time that works better for you. So we're in the middle of constructing kind of optimal times for the different devices based on the way customers might want to participate. So um, we're looking even at batteries. 
um, being able to charge those batteries at a time when we have excess solar. So it's a, a way to really help customers save money on things that they're using in their home but then also help us to sort of balance things out if we go through yet another week of, you know, 120 degree days here. Which is in the cards. You know, I just have to like press pause here for a minute because absorbing this and not wanting to use profanity on the show, it's a BFD and the F stands for freaking. It's a big freaking deal what this is. I'm like, are you kidding me? When you talk about a real partnership... (laughs) I'm in. Like I know, and it's it you it says in the notes that it's gonna be Q one of twenty twenty three, but why wouldn't people do that? I mean, we just got um one of those, I don't know, my daughter set it all up where we have like that little eye that looks the camera thing. Mm-hmm. And the things that we can do from our phones from far away, it blows my mind. And I would be really happy to have someone curating my temperature because I can't be there all the time. I'm one of those people that wouldn't feel in any way scared or intimidated by that because I want to do what's best for my bill and for the planet. So that's that's unreal. I mean, are other utilities doing this or are you cooking this up all by yourselves? Actually, we are very fortunate. There, there have been a number of utilities that have tried this across the country awesome. and are doing something like this across the country. So we've had an opportunity to kind of learn from what they've done and uh, pick up on some best practices, pick up on some, maybe we shouldn't do it that way kind of approaches to things. Um, The one thing that I really love about this pilot is the fact that it almost... If you're on a time of use rate, man, somebody else moving things around to optimize when it's best for you, that makes a lot of sense. So it's like, oh, I don't have to remember. I don't to have to think about thermostat. it. Right. Exactly. Right. So that's kind of the value that we see in, in all of this is really just sort of helping customers manage you know, their usage most effectively using a, a rate that makes sense for them. Now, people can do this today. They can do this with their devices today. So it's possible to pre-program a lot of these things yourself. But the benefit to this pilot is you're also helping your neighbor or you could be helping your neighbor if, if you know, again, you, you saw the conserve energy um, come out last year. That, that did happen during that week of very, very high temperatures. This could help us possibly levelize everything so that you know, we are doing what's best for our community as far as how we we maintain um, some balance with things. And, you know, we have a great tribe of listeners, great, great, great people. And I, I thank them every show. And they're the type of people that don't just listen. Most of them act. And I interact with them from around the country, um, not so much on the down-to-earth shows, but on some of the national things. And to me... This is something, like for me, I'm going to share dinner conversation with friends to say, this is really good for the planet and it's good for your, as a Jersey girl would say, your pocketbook or your purse. (laughs) It's good for your budget. And it's just, we've all got to be pulling in the right direction. When you talk about 118 degree days, we all know the reality of what's coming and it's not (laughs) cooler summers for Tucson, let's be honest. The projections are pretty solid. Okay, well, that is really, now I know what load management means and I feel so <laughs> intelligent and so up to date on what's going on here. It's like I, I might be borderline nerdy, but not really. Um, so what are some other things 
that people can do to save energy and maybe money. And I know that I get the home energy report and I mm-hmm. read it. That's another thing that I didn't do. And I it might have even been you. I don't know who I was interviewing said, oh yeah, I probably should check that out. And I got mine a couple of days ago. And if you want to think about what you're doing, it tells you. It's like, here's yes. what it looks like. And it's information to help you make informed decision instead of just pay the bill. So what is that report's most optimal use? So honestly, that report is fantastic, but I'm even more excited about the new report that we're hoping to release here, hopefully with by the end of the year, which is much more personalized for you. So it really is using, I'm going to get nerdy here and I'm so sorry, a set of- <laughs> That's okay. We of, need to get nerdy. <laughs> a set of algorithms that kind of can detect, hey, this looks like it's a signal from your air conditioning unit. This looks like it's a signal from maybe your your washing machine or your dryer or your your pool pump. And it will identify for you if those appliances are working in a way that's optimal for you, again, based on your rate. So we're excited that we're actually going to be leveraging technology that is available um, to be able to help you really identify the appliances or the devices that could possibly be shifted to a different time or, hey, maybe they're on the fritz. Um, I will tell you, last year I took advantage of the HVAC replacement program that we have through our Efficient Home program, and I am saving... This number probably doesn't mean a lot to people. Maybe it does. I'm saving a thousand kilowatt hours a month by just replacing an HVAC system that was incredibly inefficient, and that translates wow. to exactly <laughs> wow. that translated for me to about $150 savings in the summertime. Now, granted. I put in an air conditioning system. It is. I put it in. But one of the really amazing things that we're trying to figure out is how do we make those programs more accessible to people who maybe don't have, you know, don't get me wrong, we financed it, but maybe can't get the financing for that or struggle to figure out, well, how am I going to, you know, we're, we're knocking on doors of people that are, that are a little bit behind on their bills. So we're looking for opportunities to make these things a little bit more accessible to our customer base. Uh, one of the things that we've considered and we're tossing around trying to figure out how to make it work, again, pending ACC, um, is really a way to do maybe a a way to pay for this over time through your utility. Um, Do energy efficiency programs or projects and figure out a way to to pay that back over time to us while saving money on your bill. And our goal would be that your bill wouldn't be increased at all. It would actually be paying for those projects over time and the usage of energy that you would save that would balance out to less than what your bill currently is. So we're working with companies to try and figure out how we can make that happen for customers. We're pretty excited about that maybe being an opportunity. It's really good stuff. I mean, it just really is. And it makes me excited. And It makes what I always hope from these shows is that people will listen and they'll hear my enthusiasm and they know I'm pretty darn sincere. I'm very transparent and (laughs) get involved. So what about the rate calculator? That was not an easy one for me. 
<laughs> so tell us about the rate calculator. This is also really a great um, a great tool that we have available for customers. Um, again, because. A lot of our customer base has new meters. I don't know if everybody's aware that, you know, we've been switching to a meter that is much more, it gives us a lot more information about how we can better serve you. One of the things that we can do with your usage data that we get from your meter is kind of do a calculation on, are you on the best rate? for how you're using your energy right now. So this tool will, when you log into your account with TEP and you authorize it to see what your usage patterns are, it will tell you, hey, based on the way that you're using energy, this is the rate that might work best for you. And this could be a savings that you could have if you switched for this rate. Got it. Got it. And it is pretty straightforward. It is. I mean, it is to do that. So don't be afraid, everybody. Don't be afraid. You can do it. (laughs) Now, the caveat is if you are a solar customer um, or on our Go Solar Home program, you can't use that calculator because you have a special deal already. Um, But for folks who are on, most folks don't even know that they're probably just on a basic rate. And that may not be the best rate for every customer out there. So we really are trying to encourage folks to explore some of these tools that we have, some of the technology that we're making available for our customers um, to really figure out what's the best path for them. Um, One other thing I'd like to just do a shout out to is if you are unable to get the home energy report for whatever reason, we have another tool on our website, which is a home energy calculator that gives some very high level things that customers can do to really kind of figure out what's best for them in in their own home. For example, you know, it talks about the weather stripping and, you know, when to move your shades uh, during the day. Light bulbs obviously are a huge thing that you can, you know, swap out. Um, If I don't know if everybody's still is waiting to swap out their old incandescents, but um, LEDs are the way to go. I hope not. I know. <laughs> it's possible, though. Yeah. So, you know, there's lots of little things that folks can do. And the final shout out is TEP. Hopefully, folks are aware there is now a marketplace where you can go to find yes. all kinds of energy efficient products and good deals. It's yes. very competitive, it's easy. And if you're like me, I trust the source so I don't have to do a lot of research on is this the most efficient, energy efficient, energy star, whatever the heck. It's one stop shopping where you can go. Yes. And I actually, <laughs> I did a thing about um, asking people to think about giving some of those gifts for Christmas presents because I think that's a really a lot better gift than some tchotchke that I'm going to put on my shelf. And then when you leave, I'm going to put it away and pack it up till next Christmas. So I'm all for real presents, but that's really a good thing. And then the other thing, this is one of the, the last things is tell us about the survey. I can't even imagine the magnitude and scope of what you guys have to do to get ready to do a survey in Q2 of 22. Good luck with that. Well, thank you for that. It actually is a labor of love. Um, We did a survey back in 2018, and this was before my time with TEP, that really gave us a good understanding of you know, where we stand with our customers, but also really what our customers' needs and wants are. So we are planning another survey similar to this, uh, hopefully for Q2 of 2020, what is it, 2022 now? Yes. Um, <laughs> it's been a couple of years, but uh, basically 
trying to get, again, more insights from our customers, understanding if they're aware of our programs, how they've been made aware of our programs. If they're not aware of our programs, how might we best reach you? Um, what programs might work better for you? And we're probably going to throw out a couple of innovative ideas to get a feel for how folks feel about things like maybe prepay, um, to be able to prepay for your bill, pay weekly, um, you know, change your payment dates, um, maybe wow. subscription billing. So. Lots of different ideas that we have to really meet the needs of our customer base. And so we're, we're working very hard to tailor some of the offerings we have to make them something that we know is going to be meaningful for our customers. So I want to point out when we do our word stewarding and try to be very intentional with our language, I always focus on partners, whether I'm meeting with, meeting with a new client, whether it's a new partner. I changed our whole format to say we partner because what you're doing is one of our first orders of business. We're asking customers, clients, listeners what they want as opposed to giving them what they, we think they want. And there's a big right. difference. That's a true partnership. When you say, what do you want? Maybe we can do it. Maybe we can't. But the respect of asking to me is, is, is baseline and you're going to do that. And what, do you have any sense for, like, I am that annoying person. You know, you said you really get down in the weeds, but the nerdy stuff. Well, my family rolls their eyes every time we're in a restaurant and there's that little card to fill out about service. And mm -hmm. yeah, there's mom. She's filling out the customer satisfaction card. <laughs> and, um, I answer surveys online because it, it matters to me to know what our listeners want. And, and we kind of beg them to say, what kind of guests would you like to hear? What topics would you like to have covered? And I have to say, a lot of times it's like pulling teeth. So what kind of efforts are you going to put in so that you get a good ROI and a representative sample of your customer base? Do you think you'll be overwhelmed with responses? I hope we are. I do too. I truly hope we are. So, you know, here we'll get into the nerdiness, but you know, we are doing <laughs> we're doing a little bit of analysis on our customer base based on, you know, the updated census data that's been made available, trying to get a good understanding of that. We have some market research um, that we subscribe to to really get a feel for who is the majority of our customer base. Um we have heard from a number of folks who have already participated in programs, and we're so grateful for the feedback. Um, all of it helps us improve, and some of you guys have said, yay, shade trees, you love them. Um, so we'll continue that program. Yay. But, <laughs> but what we really are trying to do is find those people who maybe haven't spoken up. Um, you know, we feel like there's a large contingent of folks that we haven't heard from. And we really do want to get more voices, new voices. The consistent voices are still fantastic. And what we're excited about is, is continuing to partner, continuing to learn, and continuing to evolve so that that partnership does become stronger. So and grows. I mean, it does. Exactly. It grows. So many of exactly. the things you do that I hear about are so customer service focused. And when I said in the intro... You take care 
of your staff too. It blows me away how how long so many people have been there and I'm having a blast being part of the ECOS team for creating green stewards all over. It blows me away what staff themselves are coming up with. And I was talking about this with someone the other day and I said, um, it, it's a prospective partner. And I said, the key to success for green stewards program or green teams or whatever you want to call them is total support from leadership. And I said, I will give TEP as an example. They don't have all the, I want to say this right because it's not meant to be insulting at all, but the the minions, the line staff, people that are not, you know, the, the top managers, those people are on the calls. You can count on it that there will be high level management participating, asking questions. It's not just something like, oh, well, let's just have our team do that. They're engaged and I see it. I've seen it for years. So I'm just going to do like a big high five for that. So, yeah. Definitely, I need, I need to give a shout out to, you know, I've worked for a lot of companies in the Tucson area and they're all lovely. But what I will say is that the commitment from the leadership here, all the way up to the top to our CEO, Susan Gray, is really about how we do right by our customers. So we are very fortunate, very fortunate to and have that just, kind of leadership. Yes. And the way that people interact and even the fun on the, I don't know what floor it is anymore, the 10th floor, because the building is now quite unoccupied, but it'll, yes. it'll that's going to change. That's going to change. Yes. It's going to come back. But I mean, from the time, one of my first interviews, and I was nervous and I was green at this, was Paul Bonavia. And I'll never forget it. He came to our studio and he walked out and he put his hands up. He goes, I'm at the home of the Mrs. Green's World International Studio. And it, it was, <laughs> but that's the kind of people that work there. And, you know, Dave Hutchins always came to do the interview instead of sending someone else when he's so busy. So it just goes on with Susan. I had a lovely interview with her as well. And she's every bit as committed. She said she's kind of the the poster child for interns because yes. she was one. And now she's yes. the head person in charge. So so um, she said that the... Um, you know, the HR people say, well, you know, and Susan Gray started as an intern. So you've got great interns too, because <laughs> I've worked with quite a few of them. So yes. is there any other weeds of nerd stuff you need to share or anything that you wished I had asked you that I hadn't as we bring this fun, informative time to a close? <laughs> to be honest, wow. You know, I, I just appreciate your listeners. Um, I appreciate your enthusiasm, to be honest with you. And we're just really looking forward to how we continue to, you know, provide the equity and the partnership uh, with our customer base. So thank you so much for the time. Well, you know, I loved this show and Dave kind of laughs at me because he said, you know, Gina, (laughs) you say that a lot, but if I didn't (laughs) love what I'm doing, I wouldn't do it. And this, if anybody listens to this and they did not think it was fun, they did not think it was formative and they did not think it was very intentional, I'm really sorry about that because you must not have been listening well. (laughs) That's what I feel saying bad things. But um, what I hope is that our listeners will take this to heart and not feel like it was a fun, informative show, but that they feel inspired to act. Sit in the driver's seat for your energy use and make a difference in your budget and for the planet. And I get that desperate sound in my voice because I know what the future looks like. I don't have a crystal ball. I have climate scientists for friends, and we all have to be pulling in the right direction. When I drive from here to Taos, which is where some of my, two of my daughters live, 
It's so exciting to see literally the vast amount of solar arrays being constructed in those vast lands between here and Taos, New Mexico. So it's like we're going in the right direction. And what an honor it was, again, to spend time with you and your enthusiasm is contagious. And I love the nerd in you. So thanks for all you do. <laughs> so. well, thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it. Okay, let's let's hope this one goes viral. It was really, really fun. And I think everybody can tell. So thank Thanks for being a part of my world, Mrs. Green's world, and for your enthusiasm. It was contagious over here. Awesome. Well, thank you. I'm glad this finally worked. Me too. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) 